worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. Guess what day it is? Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minnix. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Home day. Home day! Here home we go. Day. Home day! Uh, it's a Wemby Wednesday. Home day! Game night <laughs> for the San Antonio Spurs as the Wemby era gets underway tonight. Spurs Mavericks 8.30 on ESPN Television. But come watch it with us here at the Rupub. 281 and Redland Road, that is where we are now. It's going to be a fun night, and while it is all about Wemby, it's always all about the Dallas Cowboys. And Jane Slater from the NFL Network joining us now in the Buyers Barricades guest line after a bye week, coaches talking, players talking, uh, nobody on the injury report. What was the day like around the star, Jane? I think all the guys talking to them in the locker room today just, they love that they're getting this opportunity to sort of reset and focus. And it's an earlier buy than what most of us are sort of used to, right? Normally, it, I always feel like it comes after Halloween. Um, but this allowed them to, as you said, guys get back out to the practice field. And there wasn't really anyone that they're concerned about. So healthy reset of the roster, healthy reset of the offensive line. And they finally get a home game. It's hard to believe they've only had two home games this year. And they haven't had a home game in 41 days. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. And it's even stranger. It. It's a noon kickoff yes. on Sunday, which I think somebody like you probably loves that. Is it? I thought it was 325. No, no. It's noon. Well, that actually Don't want you to show up late, Jane. Well, you know, I get to the stadium at 6.45 in the morning on game days. And so when it's at 3.25, we have to go sit up in the press box uh, and watch the early game. And then I don't leave there until probably 7.30 at 8. I know, pull out a violin, such a tough job. But they are very, very long days. And and there's not many 3.25 kicks uh, for the Cowboys. So that's always... That was why it was a little bit of a shock for me. I could have sworn I saw that Aaron Andrews and them were on the call, and they're typically 3.25. You know, Jane, I've got to ask you, and I know that Steven has said no or they're not pursuing it. Jerry has said no, but the trade deadline coming up next Tuesday, do you really think that the, that the Cowboys aren't involved in some sort of uh, trade talks with somebody? You know, I was kicking around this idea with a bunch of the beat reporters. I just don't know what else is out there. In other words, when they talk, we've talked about this before. When you When you are embarking on a trade – 
a lot of times you have to restructure the deal and you have to give up picks. And the Cowboys love their picks. And we saw that they were untypically aggressive in this offseason, bringing guys like Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, which I thought were good grabs. Although I'd like to see them use Brandon Cooks more, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But <laughs> I just, I've seen Derrick Henry kicked around. I just, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you're getting an aging running back. I realize that the Titans want to get younger. But that one just doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, Tony Pollard is, you know, we talked to him today, and I, you know, I asked him, I said, what's been the biggest difference from you going from running back two to running back one? And he did talk about, look, the patience that's required at that position, the workload. I think he's still adjusting that. This was a Cowboys team that said they wanted to run first, and they haven't. In fact, I mean, his numbers are really down. When I was looking at his numbers, he's got a career low 3.9 yards per carry, 4.5 yards per touch. Back in 2021-2022, he was leading all running backs with 6.1 yards, and you can do that, right, when a lot of teams are accounting for the threat of Zeke or the threat of when we're going back to some of these earlier years, Amari Cooper and the wide receiving core that they had. So they're still sort of adjusting there, but I feel like they're kind of thin at running back, and I don't know if they've necessarily had the answers they were hoping to have there. I Just to go back to your question, I guess they could go back out and get a linebacker. Don't particularly see that happening um i suppose they could get some offensive line help but i just i don't see anything worth grabbing out there we did kick around this idea of could they trade for something and michael gallup who hasn't really popped the way they wanted to i suppose i just i don't see it happening although with the stars winning the rangers in the world series it feels so jerry to go still the headlines i just i don't know what's out there oh. Yeah. I, there could be a splash, and I saw uh, a tweet earlier, a couple of different tweets, actually, about Pat Sertan with Denver. And, uh, and look, I I mean, it'd be nice. I just don't know financially if that makes any sense now or in the future, knowing that you paid Diggs, who finally had his surgery today. Yep. And you are getting a lot from, you know, the guys that have stepped up for you, right? Uh, you know, you love what you're getting from Jerron Bland. I think he has been... A nice little surprise, although we saw flashes of that last year. He leads the league in interceptions right now. Uh, Jordan Lewis is coming along. You've got Stephon Gilmore back there, but I, I just don't see them making a hefty investment, even though they were interested in Patrick Sertan, what, two years ago? Yep. Yeah, and they ended up with a guy by the name of Micah Parsons, I think, right? Is that was that Right, I think that worked out pretty good for them. Yeah, that, that worked out pretty well. So, Talking about the Rams, they're a team that just I, – I, I can't figure them out, Jane, to be totally honest with you. I love Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald's on that team, the defense. But this is a game that I feel like the Cowboys can really – I don't want to say it's – and I'm not saying it's easy, but can kind of get well and get their offense on track. Well, it's a game that they can win and they should win. Uh, they are really good at home. They've won 10 straight going back to 2022. They've won all their home games this year. Stafford really struggles against man coverage, and Dallas plays man more than any team in the league, close to 45% of their stats. He's also, for whatever reason, fourth quarter is sort of when the wheels come off the, bat, the bus for Matthew Stafford. I think he's thrown five of his six picks in the fourth quarter. I think the only thing the Cowboys have to keep an eye on, and we talked about this a little bit today with J. Ron Curse, the safety for the Cowboys, Puka Nakua has come out of nowhere. And so you already had to account for Cooper Cup, but Puka Nakua is this guy that J. Ron Curse, when I asked him about him today, he says 
every time he's targeted, he's covered, but he finds a way to get open. And what's shocking about him is he's putting up numbers in his rookie season through seven games that Jamar Chase put up. And you knew what you were getting with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson coming out of LSU, but not Puka Nakua. And this is a guy that can make a really strong case for rookie of the year. And so he's someone they're absolutely going to have to account for. But the Cowboys are particularly good at limiting the passing yards. I think they are bowing on average 117 is what I was reporting today. Uh, so this is a good opportunity for the Cowboys to sort of get things on, on track. This isn't the typical Rams team that we're used to, Sean McVay, uh, coaching and Aaron Donald has sort of had a down year for himself. Now that's saying a lot when it's Aaron Donald, you're still going to have to keep your head on a swivel, but he hasn't had the year that we've been necessarily used to either. Well, and Sean McVay, his, his wife or girlfriend delivered a baby today. The Rams made that an official transaction. So you, I, yeah. I'm curious how much time he actually takes off for him to be out of the building for four hours. Seems like it would be a lot. Well, you know, he did say his baby knew better than to come during the game on <laughs> Sunday. So, you know, glad to see the baby coachable at an early age. Uh, but, yeah, you know, and you know, we heard the things, too, about Sean McVay not necessarily wanting to come back. He wanted to go back to the broadcasting booth. But this is what happens. And, you know, I talked to a lot of people in the league. They got a Super Bowl out of it, so good for them. And I think a lot of people, Dallas fans in particular, would love to – throw it all out there, mortgage their future for a Super Bowl, but a lot of teams won't do with the Rams, and, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kick the Eagles in the tail at some point when you sort of mortgage your future on the now. But again, I would argue, not a Cowboys fan, and maybe even Jerry would love to see that happen. They just see the value in these 12-5 and five seasons, which we could very well see another one of those this year. Uh, it'd be kind of nice to see a Super Bowl trophy, uh, another one in the in the glass case. I got to ask you this, Jane. A lot has been made about Micah Parsons and his podcast. Um, he says he, he he opens up. He's very transparent. Uh, is there any talk about that around uh, around the star there? And and what are your thoughts on it? Yes, there was actually a little bit of talk about that today in the locker room. I won't say with who, but. Uh, you know, we're bringing it up because it is it is so different, right, in years past. And I could argue two sides of the fence on this. Uh, personally, I don't know about you guys, I would want to manage my message. I, I've found myself, unfortunately, in the press for dumb storylines where you wish that you were able to control the narrative. Um, and so I think it's great that a lot of these players, one of my favorite podcasts used to be Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram, being able to show their personalities and not leaving it to the reporter to dictate what their narrative is or who they are as people. But the problem is sometimes they say these things and they almost create conflict for themselves or put unnecessary bulletin board material out there or even I think purists of the game of football would hate hearing Micah Parsons say that the Eagles are a better team. They are, though. He's not lying. Um Show me the weakness in the Eagles team right now and let's stack the Cowboys up against the Eagles. And so I appreciate his transparency. I appreciate the fact he's a true fan of the game, just sports in general. And the thing I respect about Micah is we've seen guys in that locker room before that run their mouths and they never back it up. Micah, for the most part, does. <laughs> and so I think until Micah doesn't do that, I think they're going to, for the most part, leave him alone. But I, I, I – it is something that they're talking about, at least internally, about how they manage that going forward. 
Jade Slater from the NFL Network joining us here on the Blitz. I, I, the podcast is fine, and look, he, he's creating content. But hearing him today say that, well, the media is just stealing his work. Well, dude, you're putting it out there. That, that's not stealing the work. You, you put it out there. That's what you do. And he's trying to defend the criticism that comes the way of the Dallas Cowboys and the quarterback, almost as if he was uh, unaware that that star on your helmet comes with a huge magnifying glass. It is interesting. Uh I think sometimes early on in your career, and I know this sounds crazy, and not to insert myself into this, but I don't know if you guys remember the whole Fitbit controversy I found myself in a couple years ago. All I was doing was responding to a tweet, and I didn't think that it was going to get translated into multiple languages, and a song was going to get written about it in Nashville. And I should have known with with the following that I have that it might have created a life of its own, but I think there is some level of, not naivete or ignorance, but I don't think you you realize some of the things that you say can get picked up and blown out of proportion the way that they are. So again, I'm not I'm not necessarily defending him because you know what you're doing when you say that, specifically when you're talking about that storied rivalry and, and giving the flowers to a team that you need to beat in order to win the Super Bowl. But I can see sometimes a little bit of the, I don't know what the hype is all about, if that makes sense. And so, again, if he was a player that wasn't actively contributing to some of your success on defense, then I think it'd be a different story. Uh, But for Micah Parsons, I think as Jimmy Johnson and Michael Irvin have conceded over the years, there's different rules for different players. And I think there's, he's one of them. Yeah, certainly. Jane Slater from the NFL network at the stadium early on Sunday, the night after most of the biggest Halloween parties in the city. I, I, and I know you, Jane. That's going to be a rough Sunday morning. Well, I'm actually behaving myself uh, because they are long days. My boyfriend played at North Texas, and he's done his big ring ceremony. So we're driving to Denton, and I'm the designated driver that day. So it'll be an early evening for me. And I've got Tuesday to have those wild parties, guys. Uh, so there you she, go. She's doing it on the actual, of course, actual of course. day. Uh, Jane Slater <laughs> from the NFL Network. Good stuff. And I, I, ACL last week, based on your Instagram, you lost your wallet last week and got it back? Listen, this is how great people are. So I don't know if you've seen the basic <laughs> chick uh, on every trail in Dallas. I don't know about down there in San Antonio. Every girl has that Lululemon fanny pack, right? It's, it's, it's easy yeah. to wear. You put all your stuff in it. Well, I had my little, it's a little poichette. It's got, you know, your ID and your credit card. I had two credit cards in there, my debit card, my ID, my health card, you name it. And I was dancing to Odessa, which if you've never been to Odessa Festival or Odessa Performance, you've got to. But I was dancing and I immediately noticed that my lipstick was on the ground. It was like breadcrumbs. And this girl picked up my lipstick and whatever and I look in and my wallet's missing so during the concert I'm like I've got the light out I'm the obnoxious fan looking for it I know it's been dropped on the ground so I just post on Instagram if anyone finds my wallet and this sweet sweet girl in Austin slides into my DM says she's got it and she's put it in the mail and it just restored my faith in humanity Uh, because my I don't know if you know this in the state of Texas my driver's license is set to expire let me give everyone a pro tip. If your driver's license is set to expire, they don't take walk-ins like they used to to DMVs anymore. You have to set up an appointment. And the earliest appointment for me was January 4th when it's expiring on my birthday, November 7th. 
And wow. so thankfully she wow. found my ID. And if you can put your audit number online, you don't have to go in and get a new picture or any of that. But otherwise, it would have been a big old nightmare uh, just to go get my driver's license renewed. So I appreciate her getting that back to me. That's, That's awesome. And there are great people there out are. there. And, man, there you, are. you are living humans. the life to get your wallet back from ACL, <laughs> although it was crazy because I was there for weekend one and just seeing all the lost and found stuff, yeah. you wonder if anybody gets gets their stuff back. Uh, good stuff. Jane Slater, make sure you follow her on the socials at Slater NFL. Uh, appreciate it, Jane. We'll talk to you next week. Um, enjoy Sunday morning. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And thanks for the pro tip on the kick time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Noon. I mean, that would have been. Well, the reality is you're there anyway early for all the, the, the live hits that you have to do through the morning. And the game kicks off at noon. You're thinking, man, I get Wait an earlier day wow. than I thought I was going to get. It works out. It works Inside out. James later on the Buyer's Barricades guest line <laughs> where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond. It's